Welcome, everybody, to episode number 21 of Broad Sports. As always, I am your host, Kevin Cohn. And before I continue on with the intro, at the time of this recording, I do want to say happy Veterans Day to all of our United States Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, and Coast Guard veterans. If you are listening to this podcast, happy Veterans Day, and I cannot thank you enough for your service and fighting for our freedom and fighting, most importantly, for that American flag and fighting for the people that you love back home. I cannot thank you enough for your service. That being said, let us dive into our weekly segment of the NCAA Top 25 and our NFL Picks of the Week. I'm super excited to discuss this Top 25 because there were a lot of changes to the AP poll this week. We had 11 teams move up in rankings, five teams moved down in rankings, two teams were kicked out of the top 25, and two new teams took their place. Are you ready to, di- to dive into the top 25? If you are, then let's go. For the first time this season, we will have a new number one team in the nation for the 13th year in a row. The Alabama Crimson Tide are the number one team in the nation. They had a bye week last week, but after the result of the Clemson-Notre Dame game, which I will discuss in a second, they became the new number one team in the nation. This is their 13th year in a row that they have been ranked number one, which is now the longest streak in the history of the AP poll. At number two in the nation, we have the Notre Dame Fighting Irish moving up from number four to number two after upsetting number one Clemson in double overtime in South Bend back on Saturday night. They have jumped the Ohio State Buckeyes to go up to number two in the nation after their signature win and big, big resume booster for the college football playoff. Speaking about the Ohio State Buckeyes, they remain number three in the nation after a big, big victory at home. Well, I wouldn't say it's that big, but they still got a conference victory at home against Rutgers. The former number one team in the nation, the Clemson Tigers, they've not dropped far, but they were the number one team in the nation last week. They fell on the road in double overtime, 47-40. to 40 in South Bend against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They have dropped down from number one to number four in the nation. And finally, our last change in the top five is the Texas A&M Aggies. They were ranked number seven in the nation last week after a big win in Columbia against the South Carolina Gamecocks. They have moved into the top five. The Florida Gators, after a big win in Jacksonville against rival Georgia, they have moved up from number eight to number six, and they've taken control of the SEC East. The Cincinnati Bearcats survive another American team coming into their stadium in the Houston Cougars. However, they will drop one spot in the rankings from number seven to number six. The BYU Cougars, after a dominating victory on Friday night against the Boise State Broncos, They have moved up from number nine, or yes, number nine to number eight. The Miami Hurricanes, they survived last Friday night in Raleigh, 44 to 41 against the NC State Wolfpack. They have moved up from number 11 to number nine. And rounding out the top 10, for the first time since 1969, the Indiana Hoosiers are ranked in the AP Top 10 of college football. They earned this ranking after last week. They snapped their 24-game losing streak against the University of Michigan. This was their first victory against the Wolverines since 1987. This was also the second-longest active losing streak to one team in the nation behind their own losing streak against Ohio- of 25 games against the Buckeyes of Ohio State. A team that just sits outside the top 10 and moved up from number 12 to number 11 are the Oregon Ducks, who got a big win at home 
last Saturday night against rival Stanford, the Georgia Bulldogs. They were number five in the nation last week and after a bitter loss to their main rivals in the Florida Gators, they've dropped down from number five to number 12. The Wisconsin Badgers, they were supposed to play Purdue last week, but after having their second straight game canceled, they've dropped down from number 10 to number 13. They will be playing this week, which is great news for them, especially because if they have one more game canceled on their schedule. For any of you that don't know, the Wisconsin football, um, what's the best word to use? Uh, disaster, catastrophe. They have COVID cases like crazy within their football program. They had to cancel two straight games, their game against the Nebraska Cornhuskers and their game against the Purdue Boilermakers. If they have one more game canceled, it does not matter if they finish 5-0. and They will not be able to go to Indianapolis and play for the Big Ten Championship. They probably won't even be able to be eligible for the college football playoff. And you might be asking, oh, how come the SEC, ACC, Big 12, they were, they were able to postpone some of these games and the Big 12 and the Big 10 and the Pac-12, they just had to outright cancel these games. Well, I'll explain. The reason why the Big 12, the ACC, the SEC, the reason why they could cancel these games is because when they returned to play, they returned to play in early October and late September. So they were able to find out times within their schedule of when they can postpone it due to the fact that the Big Ten started two weeks ago and the Pac-12 just started up last week. They don't have any time on their schedule to reschedule anything. So any game that's going to be quote-unquote postponed has to be outright canceled or they have to play it. Moving on. Number 14 team in the nation, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. They will remain number 14 in the nation after surviving a shootout with the Kansas State Wildcats in Manhattan last week. The Coastal Carolina Shauniclears, they keep rolling. They will remain at number 15 in the nation after a 23-6 victory at home against the Jaguars of South Alabama. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Number 16, another undefeated group of five team, the Marshall Thundering Herd, remain at six, remain number 16 at 6-0 after a big win at home against UMass. Number 17, Iowa State, they will remain at 17 after a very, very close and hard-fought victory against the Baylor Bears at home. The Oklahoma Sooners, they actually move up a spot from number 19 to number 18 after a big blowout victory at home against the Kansas Jayhawks. The SMU Mustangs move down from number 18 to number 19 after a 47-23 victory in Philadelphia against the Temple Owls. The USC Trojans. They will remain number 20 in the nation after their come-from-behind victory last Saturday in the Coliseum against Arizona State. The Texas Longhorns have moved up from number 22 to number 21 after outlasting the West Virginia Mountaineers at home. The Liberty Flames got their first ever win as a top 25 program last week after a boneheaded decision by Virginia Tech head coach Justin Fuente gave them another chance to kick a game-winning 51-yard field goal to beat the Hokies 38-35, and they escaped Blacksburg with the victory. First team to join the top 25, our first new team this week, and joining for the first time this season at number 23 are the Northwestern Wildcats after a really close victory Last week against the Nebraska Cornhuskers, they are 3-0 on this season, and they will move into the top 25. (coughs) So sorry about that, guys. I had something caught in my throat. Auburn, they remain at number 24 after a bye week last week. And joining back into the rankings once again this season, they lost to the number 15 Coastal Carolina Shauna Clears. But the UL Lafayette Raging Cajuns, they are back in the top 25 
after three straight victories, including last week's victory, 27-20, against the Arkansas State Red Wolves on homecoming. Some other teams that that, uh, received some votes for the top 25 include the North Carolina Tar Heels, who received 85 votes. The Army Black Knights received 54 votes. The Tulsa Golden Hurricane received 47 votes. The Utah Utes received 33. The Washington Huskies received 21. The Arizona State Sun Devils received 11. The Purdue Boilermakers received 8. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons received 6. The Boise State Broncos received 5. The Appalachian State Mountaineers received 5. The Maryland Terrapins received 3 votes. The Cal Golden Bears received 3 And the Nevada Wolfpack received one vote to get into the top 25. The two teams that dropped from the top 25 include number 21, Boise State, who lost really bad at home, 51-17, last Friday night against rival BYU. And the Michigan Wolverines, they had their 24-game winning streak against Indiana snapped last week in the loss in Bloomington to the Hoosiers, and they have dropped out of the top 25. That is the top 25 for week 11 of the college football season, folks. We are still going off the AP poll. I don't think the college football playoff poll will be made for about another week or two. It'll probably be maybe week 13 or 14. There will be 16 16 weeks this season. (coughs) Excuse me. But let us dive into the schedule for the top 25. This week coming up on Friday the 13th, Friday, November 13th, 2020 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. We've got the number seven Cincinnati Bearcats. They will stay at home in Cincinnati and they will host the Pirates of East Carolina. The Bearcats, they're favored by 27 and a half points and the over under is 56 and a half. To me, there's no question. I'm definitely going to take the Bearcats. There's games where I thought that they were definitely going to be on upset alert, i.e. two weeks ago, if you guys listened to my podcast with Derek Brown Jr., I picked the Memphis Tigers to upset the Cincinnati Bearcats, and they proceeded to beat them down, forty. I believe it was 49-10. to 10. So I am completely 100% bought into this team. I'm taking the Bearcats. On Saturday, November 14th, 2020, at noon on ESPN2, we've got the number nine Miami Hurricanes. They will hit the road and head up north to Blacksburg, Virginia, to take on the Virginia Tech Hokies in Lane Stadium. The Hokies are actually favored by two and a half points, and the over-under is 67 points. Now, both teams are coming off of three-point deficits, or three-point games. Miami won by three points in Raleigh last week against the Wolfpack of North Carolina State. And the Virginia Tech Hokies lost by three at home to the Flames of Liberty after head coach Justin Fuente called a timeout after his his field goal block team blocked the field goal And they returned it back for the game-winning touchdown. But the touchdown was called back due to the the timeout. So Liberty got another shot to kick a game-winning field goal. And that is exactly what they did. They kicked a game-winning 51-yard field goal with one second left on the clock to escape Blacksburg with that 38-35 victory. I think it's very interesting that the Hokies are favored in this game. I think it might be due to the fact that I believe Miami was a double-digit favorite last week against the NC State Wolfpack, and they had to come back from double digits to win. That being said, I'm going to take the Miami Hurricanes to win. I think De'Ara King is just going to throw all over this Hokie defense. Give me the Hurricanes to beat the Hokies. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC, we've got the Battle of the Catholics. I believe they call this the Ireland Cup. Last time I checked, 
It is number two Notre Dame. They will hit the road and head to Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts to take on the Boston College Eagles. <coughs> Excuse me. This is a special game for the Boston College Eagles, not only because they get to play a rival in Notre Dame, but also this is Red Bandana Week for the Eagles. And if any of you do not know about these Red Bandana uniforms, this is to honor one of their alumni, Wells Crowther, the story of the Red Bandana. He received a Red Bandana from his grandfather when he was six years old, and then received another one from his father when he was 16 years old and wore it underneath his high school uniform in every sport that he played. He played lacrosse at Boston College, graduated in 1999. He was a volunteer firefighter, and he sacrificed his life on 9-11, saving about 60 people in the World Trade Center before the upper floors of the building collapsed on him. He gave his life to protect others. That is an amazing story. I will probably, I want to do a top 10 sports stories episode coming up soon. So I will definitely keep all of you viewers in the loop for that. But the story of the red bandana will definitely be high up on that list. Boston College, last few years, they have been wearing these red bandana uniforms to honor Wells Crowther. It's hats off to them. That's an amazing tribute. I love the tribute. However, I am picking the Notre Dame Fighting Irish to get to 8-0 and beat the Boston College Eagles. But the Eagles will cover that 13.5-point spread. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern on the Big Ten Network, we've got the number three Ohio State Buckeyes. They'll hit the road and head to College Park, Maryland to take on the 2-1 and one Maryland Terrapins, the Buckeyes, they are favored by 25.5 points. The over-under is 73 points. I'm going to say this right off the bat. I watched Maryland's game last week against Penn State. Maryland is a very, very talented football squad, especially in the wide receiving core. Dante Demas looks amazing. Freshman Rakeem Jarrett, he, looked, he had the game of his career so far. He had his first, his first two career touchdowns last week in Happy Valley against the Nittany Lions Penn State. I'm taking the Buckeyes to win, but I will not be surprised if the Terrapins come away with the upset. Talia Tungavailoa, Tua's younger brother, he looked amazing against Penn State. He definitely has a future in College Park. I think the Terrapins will cover that 25.5-point spread but I am going to take the Buckeyes to get to 4-0. But do not be surprised if Maryland pulls off the upset. <coughs> Our first game that has been postponed in the top 25 includes number one Alabama heading to Baton Rouge to take on LSU. This was supposed to be payback for last year when Joe Burrow absolutely destroyed the Crimson Tide. I mean. Well, not yeah, he did. He threw all over that secondary, and the Tigers escaped Tuscaloosa last year with a 46 to 41 victory against the Crimson Tide. This was going to be big payback for them to absolutely destroy the defending national champions, but unfortunately, due to rising COVID 19 numbers within the LSU football program, this game has been postponed, I believe, till. To the tentative date of December 12th. At noon on ABC, we've got the number 10 Indiana Hoosiers. They'll hit the road and head to East Lansing, Michigan to take on the Michigan State Spartans. The Hoosiers, they're favored by seven and a half points. The over-under is 52 points. I'm going to take the Hoosiers to get to 4-0 on the season, and this is definitely a big game for them because they need this confidence booster, as I believe next week they will be taking on Ohio State. Don't quote me on that, but I believe that next week they will head to Columbus and take on Ohio State. Give me the Hoosiers. At noon on ESPN, we've got the number 12 Georgia Bulldogs. 
They'll hit the road and head to Columbia, Missouri to take on the Missouri Tigers. The Bulldogs are favored by 13 and a half points. The over-under is 48. Right off the bat, Missouri has played well, especially against the spread at home. I'm going to take the Tigers to cover the spread. But I actually, you know, what? I'm just because I don't know what's going on with that Georgia quarterback situation. Give me the Missouri Tigers in the upset over the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's not looking great. They don't know if they're going to start Mathis or if they're going to start Stetson Bennett, who apparently hurt his shoulder last week against Florida. It's that quarterback situation is just a mess in Athens. Give me the Missouri Tigers in the upset of the Georgia Bulldogs. At noon on ESPNU, we've got the number 15 Coastal Carolina Shawnee Clears. They will head to Troy, Alabama to take on the Troy Trojans. The Shawnee Clears, they are favored by 11 points. The over-under is 54. I'm going to – Coastal, they are a legit team. I think they could make a case to go to New Year's Six Bowl because they do have a Power 5 win. Yes, it was Kansas, but it still is a win against the Power 5 team. And every single victory that they've had on their schedule has been by double digits. Give me the Clears to continue to roll. At noon on the CBS Sports Network, we've got the number 16 Marshall Thundering Herd playing host to the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders. The Thundering Herd, they are favored by 23.5 points. The over-under is 57 points. Give me the Thundering Herd to get to 7-0 on the season and beat the Blue Raiders. This top 25 game does not have a spread due to the fact that it is number 22 Liberty hosting FCS program West the the Western Carol excuse me guys for my stuttering there real quick the Western Carolina Catamounts they will head to Lynchburg and take on number 22 Liberty there's no spread for this game but I think it's abundantly clear who I'm picking I'm going to pick the Liberty Flames to get to 8 and 0 on the year which is actually Really, really cool because Liberty and Coastal Carolina, I mean, Coastal, they do have Appalachian State coming up, but if they're able to beat the Mountaineers, they are on a collision course to meet up with an undefeated Liberty squad. I mean, an undefeated Coastal against an undefeated Liberty, that would be an amazing game, and I think that would definitely make a plea to be a group of five college game day. At 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus, we've got the number 25 UL Lafayette Raging Cajuns. They will host the South Alabama Jaguars. The Raging Cajuns, they're favored by 15 and a half points. The over-under is 54 points. I'm going to take the Raging Cajuns to win their fourth game in a row and beat the South Alabama Jaguars. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox, we've got the number 20 USC Trojans. They will hit the road and head to Tucson, Arizona to take on the Arizona Wildcats, who will be playing their first game of the season due to the fact that their game last week against Utah was canceled due to COVID-19 concerns. The Trojans are favored by 14 points. The over-under is 67 and a half. I'm going to take the Trojans to absolutely trounce the Wildcats. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. At 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, we've got number six, Florida. They will play host to the Arkansas Razorbacks. It is Felipe Franks return to Gainesville. He was the quarter. He was the starting quarterback for the Florida Gators in 2018. And the start of 2019 before he hurt his foot against Kentucky, where Kyle Trask took over. And he was well aware of the fact that after last season, where Florida won the Orange Bowl against the University of Virginia, Kyle Trask would be named the starter moving forward. So he transferred to the University of Arkansas. This will be a big game for Felipe, as it is his first time back in Gainesville wearing an away uniform. The Gators, they are favored by 17 and a half points. The over-under is 63. 
The Arkansas Razorbacks, I preseason, I thought this team was going to go 0-6. They're 3-3 three and three right now. This team probably should be 4-2 and two, instead of Auburn being 4-2. and two. I think that the Razorbacks will cover that spread of 17.5 points, but I do have the Gators coming out and chomping the hawk and don't don't get don't think that I'm going super dark with this, but because it happens in New Orleans, I got the Gators feasting on the Hogs. At 7 p.m. Eastern on Fox, we've got the number 11 Oregon Ducks. They will hit the road and head to Pullman, Washington to take on Washington State. The Ducks are 10-point favorites. The over-under is 57.5. I'm going to take the Ducks to beat the Cougars. At 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2, we've got the number 19 SMU Mustangs. They'll hit the road and head up north to Oklahoma to take on the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. The Golden Hurricane, they are actually favored in this game by 2.5 points. The over-under is 64. This is probably going to be my upset of the week. I'm taking the Tulsa Golden Hurricane to knock off the SMU Mustangs. At 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC, we've got the number 13 Wisconsin Badgers. This will be their first game in three weeks, and they will head to the big house in Ann Arbor, Michigan, to take on the Michigan Wolverines. The Wisconsin Badgers, they are favored by four points, and the over-under is 54.5. For Jim Harbaugh, this is most likely going to be a must-win game, especially knowing that he still has Penn State on his schedule. Well, Penn State's not as good as it used to be, but still, Michigan always struggles with Penn State. And also, you got Ohio State coming up as well. I think if he loses all three of these games, honestly, I don't think that Harbaugh will be back in Ann Arbor for 2021. Give me the Badgers. And finally, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the Big Ten Network, we've got the number 23 Northwestern Wildcats. They'll hit the road and head to West Lafayette, Indiana, to take on the undefeated Purdue Boilermakers. The Wildcats are favored by three points, and the over-under is 50 and a half. I'm going to take the Northwestern Wildcats to beat the Boilermakers. There are two more games out of the SEC that were postponed this week. That includes number five, Texas A&M. They were supposed to head to Knoxville to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. That game's been postponed due to a COVID outbreak at Texas A&M. And also number 24, Auburn. They were supposed to head to Starkville to take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. That game has also been postponed due to the fact that Mississippi State does not have the minimum amount of players that are required for every team to play a football game. Due to the fact of COVID-19 positive cases, contact tracing, and even just injuries on the team alone. So that is the schedule for the top 25 week 11 of the 2020 college football season. Let us transition into the NFL. Now guys, we are at week 10 of the NFL season. We are officially halfway through the NFL season, and I'm going to add a little, something a little bit different into our picks. I'm still going to make the picks, still read the over, under, and the spread, and who I believe will win, but also, since we are halfway through the season, every week, I'm going to read the draft order for the 2021 NFL Draft. But if you guys are bored by that, don't worry. I'm not going to read the full draft because no one really cares about 21 to 32, or in this case, um, 19 to 32, since the field has expanded from 21 or from 12 to 14. But also, the NFL owners they met yesterday. I don't know if this was confirmed or not. But they met yesterday to possibly even expand the field from 14 to 16, which in my opinion is a little bit ridiculous. I understand why they want to do that. 
but also we haven't done the 14 team team at uh, the 14 team format yet. So why would you want to expand it even further before we even do the 14 team playoff? I digress. So every week from now on, from week 10 to week 17, and even the wild card, because when I get when we get to the wild card playoff, I'm definitely going to re- I'm going to read what the fixed order for teams that do not make the playoffs, what that draft order will be. But the current top 10, if the season ended today for the 2021 NFL draft, the first overall pick belongs to the New York Jets, who are 0-9. This is the first time in their franchise history that they are 0-9 because they blew a double-digit lead against the New England Patriots back on Monday night. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 1-7, they hold the number two pick in the NFL draft. The New York Giants hold the number three pick in the NFL draft, a team that a lot of analysts pick to go to the Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys, they sit at number four with the fourth pick in the NFL draft. The Washington football team has the fifth pick. The Los Angeles Chargers are at number six. Now, the Houston Texans, they were supposed to be at number seven, but due to the Laramie Tunsil trade last year, that pick belongs to the Miami Dolphins. Houston's just a mess in general. I can go on my own little side tangent. Houston, they don't even have a pick till the third round because their second round pick belongs to the Arizona Cardinals due to their DeAndre Hopkins trade. Personally, if I was Deshaun Watson, knowing how much of a dumpster fire Houston is becoming, I would want to get out of Houston as soon as possible to salvage my career. Anyway, I digress. The Miami Dolphins, they they right now they hold the seventh overall pick because of their trade with the Houston Texans. The Cincinnati Bengals at 2-5-1, they hold number eight. The Atlanta Falcons are the ninth overall pick. And rounding out number 10 is the Carolina Panthers. I'm actually just going to read the teams that are not in the playoff race right now. I think that's actually going to be easier for you guys. I apologize about this. The Carolina Panthers, they hold the 10th overall pick. The 11th overall pick would belong to the Detroit Lions. The number 12th pick, the 12th overall pick would be the Denver Broncos. Number 13 would be the New England Patriots. 14 would be the Minnesota Vikings. 15 would be the San Francisco 49ers. 16 would be the Chicago Bears. 17 would be the Indianapolis Colts. And number 18 would be the Cleveland Browns. That is the current draft order for Week 10. These will fluctuate throughout the season. I guarantee that these do not stay the same. Maybe the top five will stay the same, but I don't really see anywhere else kind of staying the same, especially knowing that Cleveland's in the playoff hunt. Chicago's in the playoff hunt, and Indianapolis, they're also in the playoff hunt as well. So that is the current draft order for the teams that are out of the playoffs right now. Let us dive into my picks for week 10 of the NFL season. Last week, I did not have a great week, guys. I went 500 at 7-7. Seven and seven. I'm definitely looking to improve off of that week. Kicking it off on Thursday night football, we've got the 5-3 and three Indianapolis Colts coming off of a home loss last back on Sunday against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. They will head to Nashville, Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans, who are coming off of a home victory back on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. The Titans, they are favored by two points, and the over-under is 48-and-a-half. I think that this is definitely going to be an interesting matchup. Especially because Darius Leonard and that Colts defense, the Colts defense is very good. But also, Derrick Henry is a beast. And it'll just, also it'll be interesting to see who will outduel one another between Phillip Rivers and Ryan Tannehill. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans to come away with the victory, mainly due to the fact that it is in Nashville. They will, I have them getting to 7-2 and two 
on the year and beating the Indianapolis Colts. 48 and a half, I think that game will hit the over. At Sunday, on one at, on Sunday, November 15th, 2020, at 1 o'clock on Fox, we have the 1-7 Jacksonville Jaguars coming off of a very close, heartbreaking loss at home to the Houston Texans. They'll hit the road, and oh boy, they will head to Lambeau Field. I'm, that was not a laugh, guys. That was me clearing my throat. If you thought that that was a laugh, I apologize. I guarantee that it was not. They will head to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers who return home after a Thursday night football victory last week against the San Francisco 49ers. The Packers, they are favored by 13.5 points. The over-under is 51.5. Now, Jacksonville did not look awful last week against Houston, but it was Houston. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a field day with the Jacksonville corners. Maybe not C.J. Henderson, but I still think that he is going to have a lot of fun literally throwing the ball up and down on that Jaguars defense. Give me the Packers to crush the Jaguars. Now, before we move any forward, I just want to let you guys know for every team that's coming up, all the 1 o'clock games this week will be on Fox. And I believe that Jim Nance will not have a game this week. There's actually no 425 CBS games. All 425 games will be on Fox. And the 4 or 5 games will be on CBS. Due to the fact that the Masters will be this weekend. So that's also another thing I forgot to mention. College game day this Saturday will be live from the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. So Jim Nance most likely will not have a game to call this week since he will be too busy with the Masters. So getting back into our transition of things, at 1 o'clock on Fox, we've got my beloved 3-4-1 Philadelphia Eagles. They are coming out of the bye week, but their last game was a 23-9 victory at home against against our rivals in the Dallas Cowboys. They'll hit the road and head to New York to take on the New York football Giants, who are coming off of a road victory last week in Washington against the Washington football team. The Birds, they are favored by three and a half points. The over-under is is 44 points. Oh, I forgot to mention Jaguars-Packers. That game, I think, will hit the under. I think the 44 points for the Birds and the G-Men That game will probably hit the under. The Philadelphia Eagles have won nine, or I believe it's eight or nine straight, against the New York Giants. I have my Philadelphia Eagles continuing our streak of beating the New York Giants and getting to 4-4-1 before we have the hardest stretch of our season coming up. I'm not looking forward to it at all. At 1 o'clock on Fox, we've got the 2-0 Houston Texans who are coming off of a very close road victory last week in Jacksonville where a failed two-point conversion with a minute 30 left helped them secure the victory and leave Duval County with a 27-25 victory against the Jaguars. They'll hit the road once again and head to Cleveland, Ohio to take on the Browns who are also coming out of the bye week in their last game was in week eight, where they lost at home to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Browns, they are favored by three points. The over-under is 53.5. I think that will most likely... I think if OBJ was playing, this game would probably hit the over, but due to the fact that he is a torn ACL, I don't see that game hitting the over. I see it more hitting the under and I'm going to take the Raiders. Or I'm sorry, not the Raiders. I'm going to take the Browns to beat the Texans. I mean, the Texans, they're just a mess. And they're, I believe, I'm convinced that they're in full tank mode. And J.J. Watt, I think, wants out of Houston. He even stated a couple weeks ago in a press conference, 
he does not want to be on a rebuilding team. He wants to be on a contending team. So he might be out of Houston after the 2020 season. Give me the Cleveland Browns. At 1 o'clock on Fox, we've got the Washington football team coming off of a home loss last week against the New York Giants. They'll hit the road and head to Detroit, Michigan to take on the Detroit Lions, return home after a bad road loss in Minnesota last week against the Vikings. There's no current spread for this game. There's no current over-under. At the time of this recording, that most likely will be subject to change. That being said, I will be taking the Detroit Lions to beat the Washington football team. At 1 o'clock on Fox, we've got the 6-3 and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off of a shellacking at home at the hands of the New Orleans Saints who gave them a good old-fashioned ass-whooping by a score of 38-3. to They'll hit the road and head to Charlotte, North Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers who come back to Charlotte after a heartbreaking three-point loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Buccaneers, they are favored by five points. The over-under is 50.5. I see this hitting the over, and this is going to be my upset special of the week. I am taking the Carolina Panthers to upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. McCaffrey, he had an amazing game against the Chiefs, and if he plays this week, I think he's going to go balls to the wall against the Buccaneers. Give me the Panthers to upset the Bucs. At 4.05 p.m. Eastern on CBS, we've got the 3-5 Denver Broncos coming off of a road loss last week in Atlanta against the Atlanta Falcons. They will be the first AFC West team. They will hit the road and be the first AFC West team to step foot in Allegiant Stadium and have a division battle against the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders, they are favored by five points, and the Raiders are coming off of a road victory last week in Inglewood, which came down to the wire against the Los Angeles Chargers. The Raiders, they're favored by five points. The over-under is 51.5. This game will probably hit the under if I had to guess, and I'm going to take the Raiders, the silver and black, to get to 6-3 and three after they beat the Denver Broncos. At 4.05 p.m. Eastern on CBS, speak of the devil, we've got the 2-6 and six Los Angeles Chargers coming off of a heartbreaker, a heartbreaking loss at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. They'll hit the road and head to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins, who are returning to Miami after out-dueling Kyler Murray, and the Arizona Cardinals in the desert. The Dolphins, they are favored by two and a half points. The over-under is 48 points. This Dolphins team is very talented. I mean, when you beat the Rams and the Cardinals in back-to-back weeks, it could be the transition of Fitzpatrick to Tua. Maybe they finally found a good mo- a good rhythm with Tua at the helm. But... Those are two very good wins. The Rams and the Cardinals from the NFC best. Dolphins will continue their winning streak. Give me the Dolphins to beat the Los Angeles Chargers. At 4.05 p.m. Eastern on CBS, we've got the 7-2 Buffalo Bills coming off of a very impressive double-digit home victory against Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. They'll hit the road and head to the desert to take on Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, who just last week were outdueled 34-31 at the hands of the Miami Dolphins. There's no current spread and there's no current over-under. Once again, at the time of this recording, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills. The Bills look amazing. Yes, they gave up 34 points, but... On any normal day, you'd lo- if you give up 34 points, you lose. Luckily, they were able to score 44. 
and come away with the victory. Give me the Buffalo Bills to get to 8-2. and two. At 425 on Fox, we've got the 6-2 and two Seattle Seahawks coming off of the road, victory, or road loss last week in Buffalo against the Bills. They'll hit the road once again and head to Inglewood, California for their first ever trip to SoFi Stadium to take on the 5-3 and three Los Angeles Rams. We're coming off the bye week, but last time they played, they got a loss in Miami against the Dolphins. The Rams are actually favored in this game by one and a half points. There's no current over-under. I'm not impressed with the Rams, honestly. I knew that Jared Goff was going to start out great and then just dwindle down and down and down and down and down. Give me the Seattle Seahawks. At 425 on Fox, we've got the 4-5 and five San Francisco 49ers coming off of a Thursday night home loss against the Green Bay Packers. They'll hit the road and head to New Orleans, Louisiana to take on Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints to return back to NOLA after a 38-3 domination of Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in Tampa. The Saints, they're favored by 9.5 points. The over-under is 50 points. I'm going to take the Saints to roll and walk all over the 49ers. At 425 on Fox, we've got the 2-5-1 Cincinnati Bengals, who are also coming off the bye week, but their last game was a Week 8 home victory against the Tennessee Titans. They'll hit the road and head to Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to take on the 8-0 Pittsburgh Steelers, who are coming off of a good old-fashioned Texas shootout where they came away with the victory against the Dallas Cowboys. There is no current spread. There is no current over-under. As a Pennsylvania kid, I grew up with, especially being in the Philadelphia area, I grew up where the Eagles were always the Fox game and the Steelers were the CBS game. And a lot of times I would see a lot of Steelers-Bengals game. That has, yeah, Steelers-Bengals games. That has to be the chippiest rivalry I've ever seen. Every single Bengals-Steelers game that I have watched in my life they have gotten into a fight with one another. Whether it's in Cincinnati or it's in Pittsburgh, those two teams, they do not like each other. They are always getting in fights with each other. Whether it's pregame, whether it's postgame, whether it's in the middle of the game, I guarantee, well, I can't say I guarantee it, but I have a big, big, big projection that there will be a fight in this game. But I will take the Pittsburgh Steelers to get to 9-0. and So sorry you had to hear that, guys. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers to get to 9-0 and on the year and beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Sunday Night Football on 8.20 p.m. Eastern. On NBC, we've got the 6-2 and Baltimore Ravens coming off of a road victory last week in Indianapolis against the Colts. They will head to Foxborough, Massachusetts to take on the 3-5 and five New England Patriots who are coming off of a road, vic- road come from behind victory against the New York Jets back on Monday night. The Ravens are favored by 7 points and the over-under is 43.5. To me, this is no question. This Patriots team looks abysmal. And I know you're going to say, oh, how are they abysmal when they just got the victory? I'll tell you why they're abysmal. They had to come from behind on the Jets. And not just come from behind on the Jets. Come from behind on a double-digit deficit against the Jets. That's That's how you know your team is bad. When you're trailing to the Jets by double digits. But, as the NFL said, a win's a win, so I digress. But, Patriots fans... I have no pity for you. You guys have been very obnoxious, been the bullies of the block. And now that your ringmaster, Tom Brady's gone, suffer. Suffer. It sounds mean, but 
in reality, the amount of annoying Patriots fans I know. I love them to death, but I have no pity for you guys being terrible this year. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens to steamroll the New England Patriots. And finally, Monday night, November 16th, 2020, at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, we've got an NFC North showdown. It is the Purple People Eaters against the Monsters of the Midway, the 3-5 and five Minnesota Vikings coming off of a home victory against Minnesota. They will head to Chicago to take on the rival Chicago Bears, who are coming off of a road loss in Nashville last week against the Titans. The Vikings are actually favored by two and a half points. The over-under is 45 points. I'm going to be taking the Minnesota Vikings to beat the Chicago Bears. I have the Chicago Bears dropping their fourth game in a row. Something's not right in Chicago, and it could be Nick Foles at the helm, but I don't want to say that because Nick Foles is our hero in Philadelphia. Or it could just be the coaching in general. Those are all the games for Week 10 of the NFL season. The four teams on by this week include the Atlanta Falcons, who will head into the bye week with a home victory last week against the Denver Broncos. The Dallas Cowboys, who will head into the bye week with a 25-19 loss at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Kansas City Chiefs, they will head into the bye week with a three-point victory against the Carolina Panthers. And the New York Jets will head into the bye week knowing that this team is probably a lock for the number one overall pick. Last time I checked, this team is a 64% favorite. They have a 64% chance to get the number one overall pick. According to teams' playoff probabilities in college football for the playoff, Oregon, BYU, Cincinnati, and Georgia. All four of those teams combined, that is around the exact same percentage that the New York Jets have to make the number one overall pick. Wow. You know a team is really bad when they have, most of the time, it is over a 40% chance when you have over a 60% chance, you know for a fact that it's most likely a lock. Those are my picks for week 10 of the NFL season, guys. Please let me know what you guys think on Instagram and Twitter, at BroadSportsPod. That's going to wrap it up for episode number 21 of BroadSports. Whether you guys are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Anchor app or other podcasting platforms. I cannot thank you guys enough for tuning in. Happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans. And that being said, this is your host, Kevin Cohn, signing off. I hope you have an amazing get. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Also, I forgot to say, uh, happy belated birthday to the United States Marine Corps. Semper Fi to all of our U.S. Marines. God bless the Army, the Navy the Air Force, the Marine Corps, and the Coast Guard. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. Have a great one.